Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, boo! Yo, Adrian! I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Skyler, welcome to the cave. Thanks for having me. What's going on, man? How's your day going? Oh, it's good, man. It's good. It's just training the life of a stuntman, you know? That's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the listeners of viewers are going to get to know a little bit more about you. You're a stunt performer. You've worked on various films, TV projects, you know, just to name a few. Supernatural, Van Helsing, uh, Altered Carbon. You've been busy for a few years now. Yeah. Yeah. Reasonably busy. I'm very fortunate to say so. Yeah. So how did you... Uh, like, how did you fall in love with to, like to get into this kind of a profession? I would say I've just I've always loved movies from really young age and being steeped in the film industry from uh, my dad was a crafty guy since I was really young. So I was on and off of sets all my life. Wow. So I think that loving movies plus that plus the martial arts, it just like or training martial arts from a young age yeah. i think it just naturally uh culminates in that i mean when you look back on all of those things you go oh okay of course of course this is how it would how it would go uh, as soon as i found out that it was a profession you could do right? it was a no-brainer for me how did you like make the final decision like between that and like maybe thinking about acting I think it's more about getting my hands in the action itself. Okay. I think being more hands-on with that, being more drawn to that. I still do acting and have a great appreciation for the craft, but yeah. I definitely a stunt guy first, for sure. Uh, always just more drawn to doing the action. Mm. Uh, and the actors still do their part with the action for sure they have an important role to play but yeah. uh, that's just more what I'm attracted to it's kind of hard to say why but I'm about that action boss <laughs> right well you mentioned uh, you know you loved movies and films TVs growing up like uh, what were some of your favorites and what like drew you even more to this I think one of the earlier uh, fight movies that really made an impression was the Matrix series. Okay. That for sure had a big impact with me, for sure. Uh, obviously for other reasons, but definitely I remember the fights really, uh, really just landed. Something just hit home for me. I mean, um, I grew up on Jet Li and Jason Statham okay. movies too. I was really big on those two, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you just become, you just become consumed by it. You just want to watch more and more of it. You want to get into it. You know, it's, uh, an application of the martial arts that you're doing. It's yeah. I, you mentioned so, so uh, about that. You mentioned, uh, those two guys, like, did you ever go back to watch like even like late eighties and early nineties of like Seagal and Van Damme also, and how much has the industry changed in martial art movies you think? Uh, yeah, I think that those are definitely still an influence and we all still talk about those movies very fondly, for sure. Uh, I think just choreography generally has has made some pretty significant jumps. 
since then, as far as like the editing and choreography and things like that, it's evolved quite a lot, but we needed those in order to get where we are. Mm. So it's like a lot of other things where you look back on those and appreciate them for what they were at the time. Um, because a lot of it was very groundbreaking for the time and uh, laid laid the groundwork for what we have now. So I, I still have a great appreciation for all that stuff. And and a lot of it's so good that it still holds up. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah that's what I was asking. Because sure. There's times where I go back and I just watch those old ones because like they're just great to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I still love the old Bruce Lee movies, even though it's a very different style. Yeah. Of, of fighting and a very different style of uh, presentation of a fight but i mean it's still there's just something about it you just can't yeah. move away uh, how old were you when you started martial arts training i was six years old when i started training taekwondo okay and uh just trained that until about 18 years old and yeah since then i've definitely diversified in other things still love and respect taekwondo but it is a limited art uh i definitely wanted a more well-rounded game of tools like more tools mm-hmm. in the toolbox than that so i've diversified into other things since then but the journey began at six years old how did you get into that what made you decide to go into taekwondo at six years old was that like your parents choice or was it more yours i think my parents had more to do with it because when you're six you don't even know what that is right yeah. you just I, or I didn't anyway um i did have an altercation at school where i got roughed up a little bit it wasn't anything bad or anything but my parents just saw the writing on the wall and just saw that uh, i needed the tools to protect myself and personally i don't think taekwondo is necessarily the best system of 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 self-protection but that was their thought at the time for sure and and i think as a system of discipline it is very effective for kids for sure um but yeah it was more more parentally driven i would say so i'm grateful for that that they that they went ahead and did that well you said your dad worked in the industry also when you told them okay i'm gonna go be a stunt person in, in in the tv film industry like what was his thoughts on this whole thing Oh, they, they've only, both of them have only ever been nothing but supportive and excited about the project and, and what I've been trying to do. They've been behind me a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's risk involved, but it's also changed a lot since the times of the eighties. It's a safer time to be a stunt performer now, yeah. thankfully. So I, I'm definitely grateful for that. Um, yeah. A few weeks ago, I had Eddie Braun on the stunt man. Okay. Eddie Braun, and uh, yeah. he's, you know, he's been, he's been doing stunts since like the late seventies, early eighties, and he's like, he says the yeah, the atmosphere and the world of it has changed because now back then you used to do the stunts were real. Now that you you still have more of like a green screen background or certain software that can do certain things for you guys. It's a very different time for sure. I the seventies and eighties. I mean, even even the lower budget shows had huge gags done fully practically just insane stuff that you rarely see now. It was like big budget stunts in just little shows back then. It's, it was just wild, like regular, (laughs) regularly. Uh, Yeah. It's a little more few and far between now and they have other ways of doing it, but there's also a bit of a cultural shift with 
the idea of prioritizing safety of performers now. Yeah. Um, I, I would say from what I've heard from from the old from the uh, from the guys from that time is just that there was definitely more of a culture of, of it was more a cowboy culture back then. Yeah. For sure, it was just like this is what you signed on for. Um, it is dangerous. You get hurt. Like it's kind of just big deal. You push through and. Uh, to some extent, that is still the case. Don't get me wrong. You, this is what you signed on for. And uh, the risk of injury is always present. And you get hurt, you know what you signed on for. That's what you're paid for. Yeah. Uh, but there's just more of an emphasis on safety now, for sure. Much, much more. When you broke into the industry for, for the stunt performer, uh, what was like one of like, how do you start off? And like, do you do, like, they don't put you right away to the top stunt. Obviously, you have to work your way up into the industry. So like, what was one of the first few things that you did? Uh, well, the first thing I actually start, I actually got to start off on a, on a, on a decent one, uh, jumping through a window, doubling the bad guy on the episode of Supernatural. And I mean, I consider that like a cool way to start. Right. The first yeah. Gig for sure. Because, you know, not everybody gets that. It's not up to you what you get to, what the coordinator decides you're up to. Uh, it's a risk on the coordinator's part too. When you're just starting out, um, they have to trust that you can get it done. And if you don't have a lot of things on your resume, it's a roll of the dice, you know, there's just, wow. yeah, you don't, if, if you get hurt or someone else gets hurt, I mean, that's on the coordinator and, uh, for them to take that leap of faith on you, it, you have to definitely have proven yourself enough for them to take that chance. How now? How how do you get how do you get attached to like TV and film projects? Because you know, like, and as an actor, you audition and you get the part. How do you get involved with that? Uh, yeah, it works. It works a lot differently. There's no agents or anything like that. It's more a system of contacts okay. that you have developed over the years and relationships with coordinators. Uh, they know you, trust you, know what you can do, sort of know what your skill set is, what you specialize in. And uh, honestly, a lot of it's just, I'll just get text messages. That's okay. most of it right now is done by text message and email. Okay. Um, and yeah, besides that, we're just independent contractors, no agents, oh, wow. anything like that. Uh, there is still auditions for both uh, stunt actor things, which is where okay. there's not a lot said always. Uh, but the character is going to die like shortly after and they're heavily featured. Yeah. Uh, so there's those things you audition for that. Like you would an actor, like an actor would, but they're auditioning just stunt people. And then they have auditions sometimes where there's really specific skill set they need for a show. Like we need creatures for this other show. Uh, come on down and everyone show us your creature run or like your parkour or, something like that right and then maybe they'll make their picks out of that group so uh sometimes there's auditions for lead doubles where they want you to come in and do a fight with another uh stunt person just see how you move like they just want to get a look at you so there is still some auditioning but most of the time it's just they know you they know what the what you do and they just contact you direct how do you keep up like uh like keep keep up to date with like the stunt work like say you have like a you don't have any work from like for two months. Like, how do you keep, tra you keep training, I assume, but what else do you do to keep up with everything? 
uh, yeah, the training has to be an everyday thing. Yeah, the training really is your job. Um, you're just training for the call, really, just every day. You just have to take it upon yourself to uh, to push yourself and not only maintain, but get better and um, just stay ready for whatever whatever it might be. You got to work your fighting skills, flipping skills, weapons. You don't know what the next call is going to be. Right. Right. Yeah, well, you have a good idea, but yeah. yeah, you can't know for sure. There's some weird curveballs in there. Well, what's one of like your favorite shows that you've worked on? Because you've worked uh, on some, you've worked on some big shows. Yeah, I mean, Alter Carbon was definitely like one of those landmark things for me, where I, I was just like so honored to be there uh, and to to get to uh, have a one-on-one fight at the end with my character's death with. Uh, Anthony Mackie and his stunt double Aaron Tony, who's mm. just phenomenal, just incredible performer. It was just like amazing to be able to work with them and and do all that, be a character. It was just the coolest, the coolest thing. But I'd say really similar to that. Before that was on Wu Assassins, okay. um, fighting Eco Uwais, uh, the lead of that show who I'm not sure if you know, but he was the lead of The Raid. Right. The Raid yeah. Redemption, which is one yeah. of the landmark movies for stunt guys. It's the fight movie. It's the best fight movie of in decades. Wow. So to be able to fight him personally is just a dream come true for any stunt guy. And I honestly couldn't believe that I got picked to do it. I mean, yeah. there's so many guys ahead of me that could have been chosen to do it. And... Um, my mentor and instructor, uh, Dan Rizzuto, who was a fight coordinator on that show, uh, I've been training under him for years, and he just decided that I was ready for that opportunity. Oh, that's awesome. And he put me forward, and I'm honored, forever honored by that. How do you prepare for a stunt when you know you're going in there that day to film and you kind of have an idea of what the stunt is? Like, how do you prepare for it? Uh, well, if there's something that requires a good degree of coordination and prep, there will be rehearsals. There could be more than one rehearsal for like a fight sequence or some other sort of more complex stunt. Uh, so there'll be organized time beforehand to figure all that out. And there's riggers that'll come in and test, test the rigging. Like we'll actually run through it a bunch of times, film something called a previs, which is like a pre-visualization uh, sequence, which is essentially um, a stunt guy or stunt lady that has access to camera equipment and knows how to shoot a fight and then edit it and then they'll just present it to the uh, director producers and they'll just decide what they like what they want to change etc so well, what's next for you like uh, like any other uh, like projects you're going to be working on that you could tell the listeners and the viewers about uh, right now we're just kind of winding up for the, uh, the upcoming season. It's, it's a little bit of a slow point at the moment. It's expected to, to pick up quite a bit. Uh, right now my work has mostly been motion capture stuff for video games. Okay. Yeah, and I saw that. I saw that when I was doing some research on you. First person NDAs, shooter, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the NDAs are pretty ironclad with that. So I can't actually say uh the titles but i was on it's it's long released the beta has been out they've announced it a lot uh back for blood i worked on that um so that was really cool 
for sure. And I play games myself. I'm a fan of games. I really, I play games all the time. So to get to get my hands in games from a performance aspect is super cool too. What's uh, what's your system? What do you what do you enjoy? I'm on the the Xbox Series X right now. What what yeah. are some of the games you enjoy playing? Uh, you know, I actually ju- what just came out, which I'm really enjoying, is uh, Aliens Fire Team. Okay, I haven't like heard the, of that game. It's it basically like a third person shooter version of James Cameron's Aliens. Okay, which I a lot of fun. Yeah, loving it. But uh, it does help actually when you go into the mocap studio and you've played some games and you kind of have an idea of what it's what they're going for on the other end when you're doing it they're like oh you can just kind of piece it all together yeah it, it definitely helps sometimes yeah i had a couple of guys from uh, call of duty on the show that they did the mo- they did the voice and the motions and they loved it they said sign me up anytime anytime i'll do it they're like you don't have to ask me twice i'll go in there and do it oh it's great it's so fun you're just it's you're playing you're, you're playing for sure how long, and you how get long, to have the world how long were you doing that for? Like, how long were you like on set for that? Uh, the Back for Blood one, I think that was about a couple weeks shoot. And we're shooting every, it's like zombies, you're shooting uh, character stuff, the voice and other things like that. that that's, uh, they get actors for that. But as far as the actual motions and things like yeah. that, that's, that's all us. We're that's thrashing awesome. ourselves around. Well, you have firearms training from what I saw. So that has that helped you with a lot of the stunt work and for like video games? Uh, yeah, it's definitely it has, I would say, distinguished me as a specialist in that specific area. Okay. So I'll be often hired to train actors for a show. Like if they need an actor to get up to speed on they just they use a pistol for the whole show. They want yeah. me to come into the rehearsal space. I'll bring in some airsoft stuff and holsters and other gear we can use. And we'll just, I'll just work with them and give them these sort of fundamentals to work with. Okay. And uh, also with motion capture stuff, it's been, it, it's been how, honestly, how I've gotten much deeper into that world is because most of these games are very gun heavy yeah. Uh, having some knowledge on shooting and shooting techniques and how different guns, like a wide variety of guns work. It's, you kind of just have a sort of advisor right there in the, in a performance package too, because I can sort of tell them, okay, this would work this way and it wouldn't work this way. We can, I can give them options on how to do it because there's always things that are more strictly, um, like buy the book, this is how you do it. And there's, okay, yeah. here's like a cooler way to do it that maybe reads better. Also, so, you have to teach them yeah. pretty, teach them how, like, how to hold a weapon too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be alongside some performers that maybe they have, they've never shot a gun before. They've held some guns on set, but they, they've never shown anything. Yeah. So I can try to get other performers up to speed on that. And they're just continually uh, correct as we go. So yeah, I try, I try to just be helpful wherever I can where that's concerned. How often do you uh, like train for like firearms and do you go like shooting at ranges? Oh yeah. That's happening uh, at least once a week. That's awesome. I I was, I just went to a range uh, a couple days ago. Oh, nice. Great. Great. Second time ever. And it was so much fun. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, I couldn't recommend uh, proper training enough though, as much as going to a range 
and just lighting it up is super fun. Yeah. I, I couldn't recommend actual uh, forming the foundations of, okay, there's something to this. Like there's a martial art unto itself in here. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. I, the person I was with, they've been doing it for many, many years. So, you know, the proper training, how to hold it, how to put it down on the table when you're, because there's certain rules you got to follow at those places too. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great to have, to have somebody mentor you like that who knows the game. Definitely. That's a, that's a huge step forward. So uh, lastly, uh, how can the viewers and the listeners find you on social media? Uh, I would say Instagram would be the number one. I'm Skylar underscore Moet on Instagram. Um, regular posting shooting content on there. It's like mostly shooting stuff as well as updates on what I'm doing with film. Uh, like if I think something's cool, I'll throw it up there for sure. Um, yeah. This was great, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, man. It's been awesome. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.